Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode. Thanks for tuning in to A Journey Through Time and Stuff, everyone. Yeah. Where this is the, the pre-show show where we say hello to everybody. We like thank all the listeners. Uh, you guys from the Netherlands, you keep surprising us in the fact that every week we keep talking about crazy shit and you keep listening. So thank you guys. You're the only ones in Europe that continue to listen. Um, you guys on the East Coast, thank you for your support. New York, Pennsylvania, all you guys, you're good. Um, and we had new listeners from uh, Alabama today or this last week. Hey, Hit why not? Somehow Alabama's now here. All right. One of the other states to add. So thank you guys. Welcome, <laughs> welcome Bama. <laughs> welcome, Bama. Um, anyways, right. we're going to hit you guys with a couple of advertisements, and then we will have our friend Rob from the gym will be here to join us and oh, yeah. uh, tell us all about himself and the interesting dude he is and uh, school us on, I don't know, man, what it takes to mentally health, be fitness, all those things. We'll hear all about that. Anyways, everybody, enjoy. Here's another message from Kablarg Health and Safety Division. It's flu season again, and here's what we recommend. When you're sniffling and you're sneezing, and you're miserable for no reason, it's time to grab a beverage, Gargle Balls. Yes, grab Kablarg's hopefully patented anti-cough balls. When you're coughing, open our fresh saver resealable pouch and pull out two balls. Wash them down with any beverage, especially booze. When you're sick and feeling pukey, and your nose is full of mucky, it's time to grab a beverage, Gargle Balls. Got runs in the shakes? Gargle Balls, for goodness sakes. Don't be shy. Now's the time, Gargle Balls. Yeah, it is that easy. Just like that guy said. Gargle Balls. Kablarg. Let's do it. Coming October 28th. Apparently, oh, this is with me. I'll call you back later. See ya. Rambo is a pussy. The ultimate Stallone episode. Live for nothing, or die for something. Don't you dare miss it. Twenty-five rounds tied on with mission variable, voice programmed ammunition. Thanks a lot, you shit. So much for the seashells. Yo, everybody, today we be out here kablogging with Shiz Naughty. Shiz, how you? Shiz be good. Shiz Naughty ready to party. We got Captain Kablog out front giving away lollipops to all the little ruglets and shit. Not gonna talk about it though, I'm gonna be about it. Kablarg! Fix your shitty car, it is the goop that's super smart. It is an art to watch it start to move a rusted sticky part. Snake it at your local mart or bar it off your workmate's card. Kablarg's a spray that's used in ways can save you from your fucked up face. Let's go! <laughs> now we are two bros that know how to fix problems we face on the road. Kablarg is sick, it will unstick or restick the Kablarg trick. She's naughty. We don't stop the party. Yeah. Welcome to a journey through time and stuff. Time and stuff, yeah. You've never been on a journey like this before. Time and stuff time. Time for the stuff to happen. All right, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Journey Through Time and Stuff. My name is Aaron. Yo, I'm Jason. And uh, we would love to welcome into this studio 
Rob Kukic, right? Is that right again? You're so close. What was it? <laughs> you almost had it. What was it? Kukish. 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 Yeah. All right. Rob Kukish. Hey, man. How you doing? I'm fantastic. Woo! You hear that? We have everything. Sound effects and everything prepared for us. Anyway, how you been, man? I'm good, dude. Good. This is uh, this is impressive. You guys are just like all quiet at the gym. Now you got... You're rapping and all this. I never would have guessed. Right. No. Yeah. You know, I, we don't, there's some of those guys that, that come in and that you see at the gym and like, they just make more noise than they should. Yeah. And, uh, we, ne- we didn't want to, we didn't want to be put off any weird vibes starting out there and like have this thing carry like, those are those guys. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, some people in the gym, they've been there for like years too. And then they're like, okay, well this is another guy. He works out on my day and, it's another guy I get to bump elbows with. Some people are irritated. Other people are just awesome. So. Yeah, they, don't, they don't know how much talent they're bumping elbows with. <laughs> oh, that's uh, stuff. Cool, man. Well, um, yeah, we'd like to, you know, welcome to the show and everything that and everything like that. We'll get into some of, uh, you know, because we don't even know who the fuck you really are, actually. You don't know who we are. So, you know. Pretty much just right? invited a stranger into your house. That's that's it. You could right? you, know, you could be packing heat. You could be ready to just like <laughs> steal our record collection or right. something weird. Shit, I was thinking about it. You got some good ones in there. <laughs> um, but anyway, no, you... Uh, you went ahead and, you know, like we have every guest do, um, for those of you who don't know, we, we, uh, like to feature vinyl records on the show. So you, we have all our guests pick a vinyl out of our collection and he picked two bombshells of a rec- records mm-hmm. today. And yep. me and Jason spent some time picking between them. He actually brought out the Bangles first album. And that's just a bombshell album. And then Van Halen. So uh, after long deliberation and wondering between hot chicks and a uh, metal guitar, <laughs> right. unfortunately this time we went with the metal guitar. No, it usually well, wins. It yeah, usually wins. It does. <laughs> so we're going to drop our, the first song off this album that we want to show you guys tonight and we'll be back to figure out, you know, who the hell Rob is. <laughs> that was a nice little drop there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love his voice, man. Yeah, Diamond Day is the best. Just like I've told you before. Yeah, before. I remember that. Couldn't tell you what song it was. Couldn't tell you what song it was, but one of the very first songs I ever heard of Van Halen, and you hear him do that highest, like, squeak, like, yeah, get up there. I was like, a voice can make those sounds? Dude, somebody on the Facebook a while back posted a link that it was just like, Dave's vocal tracks only, but like, not any of the words, just his screeching. Holy shit, that man can make some sounds. Dude, it's fucking impressive to have that talent and then be backed up by the rest of the band. Yeah. Like, what a super group that they were, man. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if Hager had a moment where he was like, listening to, listen to Dave's vocals and was like, 
I'm fucked. Well, I you... better write my own shitty songs. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> it. Right. Could you... Holy smokes. Yeah. Like this right here. There I stood and looked down. You know I lost a lot of friends there, baby. I got no time to mess around. So if you want it, got to bleed, boy, baby. Miss Van Halen lead out. Gotta love it. Man, those guys are good. Oh, yeah. Screaming vocals, screaming guitar. Mm-hmm. It's the best front man ever. Ooh, At least. That's, I mean. At least top three. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, w- I would say. I would At say. At least that, top three. That D- David Lee Roth is top three. You have to throw um, Mick Jagger in there. You have to throw Mick Jagger, and it's not because of the Rolling Stones' music or how good of a singer he was. He absolutely plays to the crowd. Is it the symbol? And he still kills it. He's 74 years old, to, and he is still killing it. Like, I don't know. Yeah, you got to give props cool. to the guy. Who else it, from that age and did that much fucking blow is still out there <laughs> killing it like he did? That's true. It's just unfortunate they've been a shitty band longer than they were a good band. No, you're right. <laughs> hey, you're you're just you are not far off. Longevity there. doesn't equal yeah. greatness. Yeah. It doesn't. And and you true know what? Story. Like you can go through almost every one of their records and find like one or two good songs off every record. But uh, the question is, do the bad songs outweigh the good song or you uh, know good songs outweigh the bad songs, right? The, that's what the late seventies, eighties. 90s weren't really kind to no. they weren't they weren't dropping hits no they were not no nope, no nope. they're all all the first you know first 10 years 12 years of their career they were pretty good but. i can i can hang up to aftermath and then after that there's a there's a line in the sand across which you do not you don't cross, cross. yeah <laughs> right right no i get you um and then i mean i don't know man van halen had that same kind of line that you don't cross huh some they, people some people love the hagar some people uh, love don't or hate the hagar yeah and, it's weird. It's, it's yeah. It's like the people who only like the outside of the Oreo. I don't That's, know. That <laughs> makes sense to me. It's kind of like you right. have to ask yourself: Do those people even exist? Yeah. Did, right. Did you hear the first band? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I think is is it, I mean Hagar will say it like he was a huge Van Halen fan before it was even open that someone could be replacing the singer. Sure. 
And so he comes from knowing how the good they are and loving them and then having to like fill those shoes. That's a, that's a tall order. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a brave man for trying. I'll give him that. He uh, is. He is. Turn that just a little more toward you for the microphone. Just uh, angle it. There you go. Like that? Yep. That's okay. perfect. That's perfect. It was just a little bit quiet in the thing, oh. even though we can hear it better in our headphones. Gotcha. Um, anyways, so where, so you said you went back to the East Coast. Is that where you're from? Yeah. I'm uh, born in Massachusetts and then grew up mainly in Connecticut. Okay. So. Big, uh, where at? Right. Rounds. Small <laughs> town, big town? I grew up in a small little farming town, like uh-huh. uh, 45 minutes south of Hartford. Okay. So it's called Durham. Oh. It's gotten a lot bigger since but uh-huh. it's a tiny little but when you're count like like what like eight thousand people maybe six six, six. We, wow. we, we we were from okay. when, when we were little kids where we grew up we're from alaska holy cow yeah yeah so we were born and raised up in alaska and and when we when we started out the town was about eight thousand and by the time we graduated high school and well left here moved here from there it was like 12 or 13 yeah. they say but you know yeah, yeah cool I, think I graduated with like 86 kids something like that and the couple yeah. years after me the, the graduating class was like a hundred and some odd so yeah wow our, our class was the first in a few to have up above a hundred we were 106 kids in our graduating right. class yeah right. a lot of kids you know what i mean but yeah no it was, <laughs> it was it was cool um yeah so you know what were i mean what was your what what in a roundabout way like your childhood man like what were you into when did you get into you know bodybuilding or what you do for profession like what had happened to that um childhood was cool durham was a, a small safe little town to grow up in but caused luck- a lot of ruckus yeah he, boredom right you get bored <laughs> yeah you get into some trouble um, oh man we're with you <laughs> we've told so many fucking stories yeah. but at least like the cool thing about it was that it was like halfway between new york city and boston and I could take the train into New York for eleven bucks each way. Oh, okay. Holy smokes, that'd be and sweet. So, like, we were every weekend. There's always something going on at like CBs or the Wetlands or Coney Island High, something like that. So, so you went, you spent some time at CBGBs. Yeah. Oh. So we were always going to shows, or even you know, like New Haven, Connecticut, which is yeah. where yeah. Hale is. Yep. Had some cool venues. We had the Tune In that was always getting good punk and hardcore and metal bands and uh tons of ska bands rolling in i mean it's not my scene but uh-huh. i got to see a ton of different artists kind of all in like they'd, they'd play three-day fests like yeah. and you'd get punk bands right. playing with ska bands and hardcore bands playing uh-huh. with like some shoegazy doomy metal bands and <laughs> people didn't always get along but if you were somewhat open-minded you got to see a lot of cool bands that Otherwise, you're just gonna. When you know, did, that shit's not for me. I don't need to go see it. When yeah. when did you when did you start taking trains and going out and going seeing these things on weekends? <laughs> How old were you at that point? Um, honestly, early high school, middle yeah, school. It was right around the time we could all we could all drive. Like yeah, as soon as okay. one of us got a car, uh, it really wasn't long before somebody was like, "Hey, cars can get us to train stations. Train stations can get us to other cities, and other cities have." cool shit to do on them cool. so yeah. so so you you mid high school what was your scene you, you, what 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 was what was the middle what, what, uh, first of all like what was it eight, mid mid eight, late 80s early 90s <laughs> early 90s early 90s i yeah. graduated high school in 96 cuz you're almost my sister's age like you're right between my brother and my sister's yeah. age my older brother and sister so yeah okay perfect so uh, what, what yeah what were you into at that time um i was 
I think like seventh grade, eighth grade, seventh grade, I got a subscription to Thrasher magazine. And that was like, <laughs> yeah. that was like my gateway drug that got me just exposure to all sorts of different, like little underground scenes and, uh, and different bands and different people. And I got to see what like, I mean, it's weird, but there is no internet, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. That we, I still remember every finding out everything you knew through magazine, yeah. reading inside uh, a jacket covers on albums. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. it was like, it was cool getting to see what was going on in like California and getting to see, like, I mean, honestly, that's where I found out about suicidal tendencies. And that uh, shit just blew me away. I was like, I, whatever this is, yeah. I got to find more of it. That's <laughs> and then uh, there was, I got an issue that had like, a feature on Slayer in there and uh you know those dudes had like Dead Kennedys and Bad Brains yep. stickers all over yeah, their guitars yep, and yep. I was like I don't know what those are but I'm gonna find out the and Bad uh, Brains man I dude. fucking love Bad Brains yeah that, oh, that band still blows me away like yeah. it's the first time I've I watch an old DC tapes of them and like just I mean that DC punk scene was something yeah. else at that time man it really was they're they're a band I've seen a couple of times I, really you know six seven times whatever yeah I, and it's like 50 50 sometimes they were so spot on that it was like it was like being in the, the glorious early 80s with them and then For sometimes sure. they were just like well the band was good but hr was out of his damn mind yeah so he was kind of the wild card you never knew what you were gonna get gonna get out of him for sure huh. but yeah they i don't know the band was always good always high energy always a positive show just a, a cool environment to be in fuck yeah man yeah that's cool so so like we are i mean if you could say like at that time more a punk guy or a metal guy like where you get, i mean um honestly i think when i was like finally getting to like explore music on my own and figure out what i liked i i was more into the the metal stuff i wanted oh, yeah. to find like yeah. the things that my mom would definitely not want in the house uh -huh. and, and the more so you said slayer so i was like oh, yeah. were, you, were you doing like the big four slayer anthrax yeah megadeth and all those guys yeah absolutely and then just looking porn like you said porn through liner notes seeing where yeah. seeing where they could send me and then <laughs> like anytime i got okay. to go to a record store or anything that just had the most extreme looking album cover on it like i don't i don't know i remember like the first time i heard cannibal corpse i was like oh yeah right. i was like i know i'm gonna like it later but like right now i'm just too overwhelmed by it, it it's this. intense as fuck huh <laughs> i remember the first time i listened to death the, album, yeah. the band death and i was like like even the name was just scary uh -huh. and you're yeah. like okay what's the music gonna be and you hear it and you're like okay i'll turn that like it's just a bit to take in man yeah. <laughs> and it was so nice to find like something that like to me seemed i don't know like what i'd been looking for because yeah. i've been I, don't, I remember like seeing kiss and i was like oh my god that's gonna be the most evil band ever i'm so <laughs> excited to hear it and then i got beth and I was like, yeah. what the? <laughs> and then and I'm like, like, what? And then I noticed it like Gene Simmons spikes were like satin. And I was, I couldn't have been more let down. Yeah. 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 We actually played Destroyer on here in one of the first albums we did. And like, I don't know, man, Detroit Rock City was always a song for me. Uh -huh. From them, I was like, it just grooves along. They had yeah. some pretty, like early groove metal came from them, I guess, kind of, but. I couldn't get past the glam. The glam always, glam, like, dude. it just made me limp so uh, fast. Yeah. There's just something about Paul Stanley, the star child. Like, yeah. it's just not. Oh, it is fucking weird, isn't tell it? Tell you what, though. Ace Freely is the, was the man in that group. 
like hey. he was of everybody. Hey, yeah. he at least had the guitar that shot sparks. Which yeah. Is, I don't care. That's always cool. <laughs> it's fire. <laughs> it's fire. But maybe need they that. needed more Ace Freely and less. Yeah. Paul Stanley. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, I I, I concur, <laughs> sir. So what 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 was that sound you were looking for? The, the bands something. that you found, like like if you could say now, like what from back in the day, what are the bands that you go to? Like your just staple, like favorite just bands from that time. Oh, I, I definitely have. If you could do like a top five, oh, man. could you even narrow it? Um. Top, from like my high school years, high school Ooh. years, formative Ooh. years, yeah. when you're discovering like your taste in music, like could you? Yeah, I definitely. I mean, probably Metallica was like everybody else. That's oh, yeah. they were the most. They were the, the big, they were the biggest. They were the most yeah. accessible. Oh, yeah. You know, their yeah. their tapes were easy to find, easy to get. And did you have a big tape collection? Yeah. How yeah. many? Oh, hundreds. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I counted my tape collection when I was 15. I had like three plus 300 yeah. tapes when I was 15. They, yeah. They were, what, eight, nine bucks? Yeah. yeah. By the time, well, by the time, when, when, yeah, because, you know, we're like eight years younger than you. But when, when I was finding tapes, they were, you could buy like five, three for five bucks. Yeah. And that's when I started grabbing tapes was at that right. price. And so... Yeah. At the pawn shops, man. Yep. Just get like a box for freaking five bucks. It's like, holy shit. Trade an old fucking video game. Now, my folks had like so many damn tapes, man. I had like maybe two or three that I was like, oh, man, these are cool. And I held on to them. But I was like the last one of my buddies to like get a CD player. So as soon as everybody got CDs, they were like, tapes are obsolete here. And I was like, bring them. I'll, I'll t- right. What do you yeah. got? Yeah. Time for the tapes. I yeah. I held on as my, like, even as a family, you know, growing up, like, I remember CD players, like, got prevalent when I was, like, 12, right? Probably right about 12, 13 years old is when, when we got them up in Alaska. And I remember still, like, not having CD players, like, you know, not doing that. I was still running on, like, an old, like, uh, Commodore 64 computer. <laughs> floppy disk like like i i was so reluctant to let go of tech because when i got tech it was so outdated it but it was the first stuff i got yeah you know yeah, like right. i just didn't want to let go of it dude that's how i was too i was oh yeah i was the kid who thought cds were never going to be anything and i thought cell phones were, were gonna never going to be anything and yet. then the first time i saw an ipod i was like it's dumb you don't get anything it's just a, a thing that fits in your pocket that carries every song that's ever been written ever. <laughs> yeah. Who the hell's gonna want that? Right. <laughs> I, I remember when when iPods first came out in, in school, like watching kids like, yeah. you can hear this audible fucking clicking noise yeah, right. scrolling through songs, and you're like, you're never gonna listen to all those. Never. Like, why don't you just wait, spend more time on smaller song selections? Go picking a whole album. Put it in manually. Have to flip the tape, flip the vinyl, do some work, p- invest something into the music a yeah. little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, it sucks that it got me too. Like the convenience of like putting records on your phone. Now when I'm bored, I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. I'm gonna go record shopping. I'll get that one and that one and that one and that one and that one, and they'll get lost in the other thousand records I have on my phone. I'll never fucking hear it, and I'll have no idea what this band is. Right. Right. But I'll have it. Yeah. Yeah. In a digital file that means nothing to me. That's it. What a yeah, cranky old man I've become! <laughs> Holy shit! No, it's 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 refreshing, and it's and I think it's how I don't know I don't know I, a lot of us feel that way, man. It's weird with here oh, yeah. with like headphones on. Now I can actually hear what I'm saying. I'm like, you're just bitching like an 
like a grumpy old person. No, no, I, <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. We do, we do quite a bit of bitching on here. There's a lot of bitching, right? On this, we, we try to have a sound bitch about, about our, you know, each other too. <laughs> yeah, you know, we, and make yep. sure um, we so, call out our. So own you shit. said Metallica. Give us another couple bands uh, from around your your like core group songs. I guess when I was figuring stuff out, I definitely had Metallica, some Slayer, Sepultura was pretty big. Oh yeah, I, I remember getting my hands on that Arise record and like, I just couldn't stop playing it. It just like when it ended, I was like, "Really? We'll flip it over and we'll play it again." Yeah, like, it just I hadn't heard anything like that at the time. And um, Sepultura is a good one. Yes, yeah, Suicidal Tendencies are another big one for me. And then probably Cannibal Corpse was like the first death metal band I found. And then, uh. uh did you go more death metal when you found them? And uh, yeah, did it get, I, I get liked deep it. in that it hole. It was the yeah. most like ridiculous. Lamb of God thing. fan. You like love Lamb of God. Not so no? much. No. 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 They don't do it for me. Different. Different types of death metal. People. That you want. Like you want more kind of like straight thrash death metal, yeah. right? Obituary was another there one that go. I liked uh, a lot. There you go. Death. You mentioned. Yeah. Was good. And then I found uh, at the gates. And that was okay. At the gates is great. Gojira. Do you listen to Gojira? Yeah, they're good. them at all? Yeah, they're cool. They've They've come through a couple times, I think. I actually just in August went up and I saw Metallica on their last tour with Gojira opening for them. It was Gojira, Avenged Sevenfold, and Metallica. Oh, wow. In CenturyLink in Seattle. Oh, shit. That's yeah. Cool. It was it was the first time I'd ever seen Metallica live. I'd never, you know, been a fan of them the whole time. But, dude, that was a killer show. And I'd already seen Gojira once before. But, yeah. They're cool. I've never seen them. I'd like to... I'd like to check they get down, out. man. They got a unique sound. I like them. There's unique. Some... It's French. They're French, so yeah. you got to so just. They're a little... <laughs> yeah, they have they have a <laughs> ha 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 to their metal. Yeah, they got a little. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's it. Something like that. That'd be sweet. Cool, dude. And then, uh, yeah. So you, you know, high school. What were what like job? Like what? What were your interests other than you know music wise? What were you into um, as a dude? I mean, I was into sports and, you know, like every other teenager. What'd you play? Right. Did you play any sports? I played some football. Did you? Baseball, uh, some running. <laughs> uh, oh, cool. Yeah. Um, Excellent. Yeah. But yeah, sports, you know, obviously. Mischief making. Yeah. Right. Spending as little time at school as I could. Trying That's it. To, yep. Trying to, yeah. I got it. You know, <laughs> got a job and I was like, oh, making money is awesome. Oh, and right, and, yeah. and you can you can work hard and get a lot of it and then do a lot of fun things with it. Yeah, I was like, oh, money facilitates fun. I get this. This is working. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wanted to just wrap up school and go to work, skip college, and all that bullshit. But good. Right. Yeah. Ended up good. Going, ended up going to school. Did you go to college? Yeah. Cool. Central Connecticut State University. Right on. What for? I don't know. Nothing? <laughs> just to get some credits and college stuff? Uh, yeah, it was either my, my folks were a little strict and it was either college or the military. There was no uh Yeah. No just going to work, which is what I really wanted to do. That's yeah, I agree. So yeah, I went to college, did that running around and now now I'm a construction worker. So Heck yeah. College is overrated. Cool. What what do you actually do? Because you said you were cutting shit. Do you so are you like a I'm a carpenter. Yeah. Oh, but oh cool. In a in a commercial realm, so commercial, okay, nice. Yeah. So it's a little different from like. Yeah, you're not building track homes. No, no. <laughs> I mean, you're dude, building warehouses, buildings, shit like that. Yeah, it's pretty much like. Being you said you're cutting H beam. Is that what you said the other day? Talking about oh, that. Oh, the C channel. Oh, like C channel. Yeah. That's what you said. The C channel. 
Yeah, so it's like, I don't know, a little bit being like a Swiss Army carpenter or whatever they throw it, you either right, know how to do it, it or you figure it out quick. Right <laughs> Hopefully on. quick. Not always quick. All right. Sometimes you don't figure it out at all. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Spend a lot of time chasing your tail, thinking Dude, you're you, following the same one path. And then... You can give me some pointers on this table. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I actually whipped this table together. Oh, this, he, table, this table looks like a solid construction. It's got the, uh, <laughs> the right amount of legs and a top. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Did that right there. He built He built this out of pallets. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Well, Pretty well good. done. That's yeah, it. Right. Hang that shit on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> right. Gets. Oh, that's cool. Fuck yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I went to fucking, both of us went to the same high school together. We've been friends since fucking birth. Um, oh, wow. well, ba- I mean, we say that it's not a hundred percent accurate, but yeah. our, both of our parents n- knew each other before we were born. They played music together in Alaska in the eighties. And, uh, and then he was born or earlier eighties. My, my dad knew his dad and stuff like that. And then you were born in Bellingham. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I was born in Alaska, but shortly after that, they moved back up to Alaska and our parents got, you know, we were all in the same kind of clan in a very small town in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and, right, right. Which is exactly how I picture Alaska. So yeah. <laughs> exactly. <never> no, it's, <laughs> tell you what, the summers are beautiful, winters suck. That's, unless you it, like snow. Or unless you like just miserable weather. <laughs> right. No, it's pretty. It's, I mean, Alaska is freaking yeah. gorgeous, well, even in the even in the winter. But yeah, well, it's just cold as hell. At least you escaped the miserable Alaska weather to come to beautiful Portland. I, dude, I tell you what, it is beautiful here. Yeah, I love it. I do too. I was being a little sarcastic about <laughs> the weather. Right, right. I, well, I mean, I get it. It never gets below twenty degrees, ever. And if it ever gets below thirty degrees, it's for three days. Yeah. Um. So that is like the biggest plus over like 60% of the rest of the country. I think my my first year out here, it rained like 102 straight days. Ugh. I was working on a roof and... Oh, well, I, yeah, holy shit, that sucks. Like one, one, <laughs> one storm was kind of passing over and I like took my, my hood off and I was like looking around and I could see the next one coming. And I, was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm never going to make it here. This fucking sucks. How, uh, when did oh, you move man. out here? Uh, 2005. What brought you out here? Work or chasing uh, something? Chasing tail? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it can be both. <laughs> True. Uh, they're, uh, yeah, they're, they're, it is work. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand sometimes. Uh, no, Connecticut's <laughs> a tiny little state and I wanted to, I wanted to leave. I wanted out so It bad. is kind of like a little armpit there, huh? I was uh, strained relationships with my folks, strained relationships just with friends, like just had enough, man. You know, you you couldn't go anywhere without bumping into yeah. a bunch of people. Even if you like, it was hard to just. Even if you wanted to be alone, you know, like I had this this tiny little bar that I it was like my secret spot. I was like, whenever I just want to go, I have a couple beers by myself. Uh-huh. Nobody knows. I went there one night, and like half my high school was hanging out. I mean, this was you know. But you were like, were you like what, twenty two, twenty three yeah, at this time? We're all out of high school, but there yeah. was like an impromptu high school reunion, and I was this is like, you got to be kidding me. This bar was nowhere near where yeah. I grew up. None yeah. of these people have any business being here. Fuck. Dang. Yeah. So just it was enough of seeing the same shit, same people. That's yeah. dude, same thing, man. That's like, exactly us. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly. hundred percent. We, we would Alaska. like, you know, we we wanted to play music, right? And, and be in a band and we started this band in Alaska and 
2010, 2011, sometime in that range, and started playing around there and traveling. But where we lived, it was an hour and a half, no, no, more than that, like two and a half, three hours through a mountain range to get to Anchorage from where we live to just be able to actually have clubs that played had venues period to go play music in oh, wow. and trying to get into the scene in that town when you aren't from there yeah it's is just tough. it's inclusive you know anchorage isn't big to begin with and the they're flooded with people who are bands who if there were more bands they wouldn't be bands but just the fact that there's not enough people to really make like a huge talent market mm-hmm. a lot of not so good bands can become them and actually get gigs so, you know, we uh, we decided to move, came here, because it's not Seattle, and it's not California. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, it's yeah. right there in the middle. Yeah. 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 And I was, Great and like, music scene. Yeah, didn't want to quite do Eugene, felt too small. Salem felt too small. Like, But we wanted someone with music venues, so yeah. Portland. Portland, this is a great place for, because you're right in between, like, San Francisco, LA, Seattle. So you're yeah. on the you're on like the layover tour. But you can get... even but even <laughs> before that's like fucking uh you have what's the um Redmond, California and things like that up north. Yeah. Like good fucking north scene up there too by whatever college that is. The the Humboldt around that area. Oh yeah. They have a pretty big I don't know, college population anyway. Yeah. Um yeah, man. So fuck that's cool now you're here and then uh you said you've been here since 2005 yeah and uh just been doing construction the whole time is that what you found when you got here yeah did you try no i've worked for the same damn company since i got here and (laughs) they take care of you though obviously right you're with them sure yeah, <laughs> no, they're they barely anyone listens to this, so you can say whatever the fuck you want. They're good, no, man. I, as far as companies go, they're they're good. They, I think, they honestly give a shit and try, and they want they want right. their employees to feel cared for, and like, you yeah. know, somebody's trying to. Well, it just it's always a bummer to you know hear hear someone who like truly just despises their job, yeah. and at least if you can go there and you know find positive in it or you know a reason to keep going it's better than like just slaving yeah. oh at yeah that point. i feel so bad for some people that i work with that have been there for like 10 plus years man and they're like in a crap position and they were working at walmart and they just hate it and like just the name itself they just like can't <laughs> they can't get over it that their actual job is like you know their title they just hate their title and, yeah oh man yeah. <laughs> that's terrible it's, it's crazy that guy works trying to work his way up from greeter right exactly yep. man it wears people out yeah it does <sighs> fuck yeah cool man well let's fucking spin this next track we're gonna fucking change it up a little bit we're gonna go to one of their b-sides oh no actually <laughs> because when it's funny on this album when you read their the jacket cover it lists the songs in the order they want them released but the vinyl we have doesn't match the jacket cover oh confusing it is. <laughs> so we actually have to go to the first song. It's listed fourth on the album. And even if you Wikipedia this album, the Van Halen one, yeah, it's listed fourth on the album. But on our actual album, I don't know if it's not from the vinyl we got or not. This is amazing, actually. This is but, like, might be worth money. But so the fourth, <laughs> the fourth listed song, the first song on our vinyl is Running with the Devil. Dude, this fucking. <laughs> the person 
responsible for making the disc right, he was running with the devil. <laughs> he probably was. It was a crazy time, man. Who knows what was going on? <laughs> That's it. Oh, man. Dun, dun. Oh, my God, the song. That's it right there. <laughs> Pay attention, people. I live my life like there's no tomorrow. And all I've got, I haven't still. Each night on me, to beg or borrow. Yes, I'm living at a place that Like 18, this was my theme song. <laughs> Not gonna yeah. lie, I was like, I got nothing who loves me, and the, I'm just going on the road, man. <laughs> Never looking back. <laughs> oh, David Lee Roth. It's like his exclamation mark. That's it right there. True words. Words of wisdom. Thank you, Van Halen. Fucking running with the devil. These guys, man. That's one of those songs like that always played on the freaking one rock station that played. You know what I mean? Like, so when I was growing up, like you almost took it for granted a little bit to hear those songs. Yeah, at, because at we times, had such a repetitive small radio yeah, station. Kind of sucked. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. There was a couple years my dad actually worked at the radio station, and he was a DJ. 
when I listened to him, it was like, oh, okay, this is kind of refreshing, I guess. But then, I don't know. It's odd. You grow up like getting driven around by your parents, listening to whatever music they want to hear. You get your own vehicle, and the first thing you want to do is put in a. I'm gonna say tape deck, but it's probably a, no, no. It was uh, it was a tape deck for me too. Yeah, so you want to oh, yeah. you want to reject the radio right away, so you yep. can listen to your shit, and you start like silencing the radio at every corner. You're like, no, yeah. only my music, only my yeah. music. <laughs> and then you get a little older, and you're like, what was that Van Halen record like again? What did that song sound like? Fuck, this was good. That's it. Oh, yeah. That's Why it. Yeah. Well, it was it was my taste in music. Like when I was a kid. You know, eight, nine years old, my my parents, all they listened to was 60s, 70s, 80s era blues, rock, and country, basically. And um, so when I was young, and I've said it a couple times on the podcast, but for those of you who haven't heard, and obviously you, um, when I was like eight, nine years old, I thought Pink Floyd was like a current modern band and so the very first time i heard they were making um, it man they yeah were i thought it. i thought i thought that they were like they had just put out dark side of the moon and i go to school like have you guys heard of this amazing new band and my teacher was like those aren't new like they aren't new and oh they're not so like that was that was my musical like upbringing so that's when awesome. the radio hit like but, but when even when I was in elementary school, like it was just it was weird and sheltered. And I remember getting to middle school and like there was the first time that I had met any kids, like any kids from the bigger town that I lived in the very small like I'm talking like a town of eight hundred people. And where where I and it was like thirteen miles from Soldatna, which was like the main town where all the middle schools, high schools, next to Keen, like the two twin, they call it the twin cities. Kids. Yeah. Well, the no, it was, <laughs> I had never met any kids from town. And I was just from this little thing. And I, I only like, <laughs> like, dude, I, it was, it was weird to like go to Keep this. Keep in mind, he was his size still. <laughs> yeah. He was always, he was always just a big guy too. So it's not like anybody else was just like. Just creepy lanky. You know? <laughs> I was always tall as fuck, just creepy and lanky. Soup, like just, I got made fun of so much for just being skinny and weird and redheaded it's been, it's been a plague my whole life man <laughs> but uh <laughs> the criticism oh no i'm not gonna get into it um but i remember getting in like being exposed to music like that you just don't hear you just it, like attitudes of people like ev like how i don't know it's a completely different i couldn't imagine growing up in a i mean even as small of as a place as Connecticut is, it's next to so much movement and yeah, we got a lot of spillover. Yeah, I mean that was that's right. Could be cool. Wild, wild. So when in all of this did you get into lifting and shit like that? Um, like after high school and college, team sports ended, and I mean I was like mountain biking and stuff like that. But mm. um, I, was, I don't know. I was looking for something to do, like to get. Well, I was like twenty nothing, so I was to like, work, to yeah, work, do something I, to, to look better to get chicks to, you know, of course, like, oh, yeah. every, like every other dude fit, thinks I'm gonna, you know, bench eight times a week and do a bunch of curls and then get laid a lot. But um, I don't know. I just sort of started going with a a high school buddy. We went to a gym, and I love the like the atmosphere. The first gym we went to, it wasn't like a big. Mm 
corporate gym. It was just like a local neighborhood brick and mortar yeah, gym. Yeah, gotcha. And it was in a... The building it was in like used to be a chop shop, so it was like cool. wow. It was totally sketchy. Everybody in there was was huge and openly talking about steroids and of course, wow. Um, but like they had real, real machines, real bars. Like it wasn't like uh, padded and comfortable and like yeah. shine. It was grimy and yeah. a little sketchy and kind of kind of scary. You Where know? you imagine the original guys. Did all their training in, yeah. right? And just the, uh, I don't know, it was just like a cool place to be. Like, I liked going to the gym to work out. It, you know, like, oh, yeah. you get to be around all these other big guys with prison tattoos who are kind of scary looking. And yeah. you're like, I'm a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. I'm one too. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for then, sure. Yeah, it's just like the, you know, there's been lapses in training or wherever where like I didn't have mm. a membership, but it's always been something i come back to and um i don't know it's it's a good it's my it's my spiritual <laughs> place i guess it's right that's hey, i, I that's like awesome. i like how you put that yeah it's where i get to go to clear my head and think about things and you know somewhere between like a set of squats or something like that i usually get like a little epiphany about life which is oh, weird yeah. but it's like you can't you can't do these movements and have the brain capacity to think about anything else so it's like the most clear-headed i am at any time and i get right. you yeah it, 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 that's like i don't know that's that's kind of where you know i don't know for me in particular i never lifted weights in high school like i, I played football i played basketball i played soccer and I watched teammates go and lift weights on their <laughs> off time. Yeah, we we did. I all didn't like, do it on my off time. I did have weightlifting. A, so, oh, I had weightlifting. Years, I but. had weightlifting, but the thing was, is like when I, I got weightlifting like freshman year or sophomore year, right. and like I wasn't ready to like. I was worried about acne. I wasn't worried about <laughs> right, making, no making myself buff. Yeah. I was worried about like I was like, oh my god, there's well, so many well, girls. Well, well, it was like, <laughs> yeah, that's it was, it was it was oh my god, girls. <laughs> oh my god, boobs exist now. We, the, the stark difference between eighth grade and freshman year is yeah. boobs. That's like one day there's <laughs> big high school big boobs. There's no girls in the world. Yeah, none. And then no. the next day, the world's full of them. Seniors. <laughs> yeah. You're in a small high school, 600 kids, you're a freshman, and there are seniors that to you are bombshells, <laughs> right? Like, and then you're getting shoved into lockers by seniors because you existed on the same field as them because right. you happen to turn out for football as a freshman because, you know, yeah. you don't. The thing is, is like. We had a serious hazing in yeah. high school. Oh, yeah. We don't. But the thing is, is like kids don't. The, it was appreciated. All of us, <laughs> especially at that time, like we wanted to be a part of something. Well, yeah. Like, you know, we had that kind of pack mentality. Like you didn't want to be a kid who showed up freshman year and not already know someone or be a part of something. Like, yeah. oh, rough. Yeah, but through all of it, through everything, no, never lifted weights. I was just a tall, lanky kid. <laughs> so it, it's been it's been interesting to like actually devote real time and like, get used to the atmosphere like it blew me away actually how friendly our gym is yeah it is it's a it's a cool gym i like our our little neighborhood gym that you know there's things i wish they had things that i wish were different but for the most part it's a it's a great little neighborhood gym you i wish they had yeah. a couple more racks out in the in the non caged in spot yeah the um 
I wish they had a couple of free racks in there. The caged in space is a little a little weird, but uh, it seems kind of elitist. <laughs> not gonna lie, <laughs> right? Um, From the outsiders looking in, I just like it. <laughs> whenever I go there, there's always a squat rack ready. Definitely, yeah. yeah. And the weights are always right there. That's it. So right. That's can, it. There's always a there's place for me to squat, bench, or deadlift. Stuff in there. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, it's it. it's good. It's good. I, you know, like when I started my the membership, I was just like, do I want it? Like, will I need that for the begin? Like, will I need what's in that area for the beginning of my just like getting into actually yeah. trying to do this? Well, everything you can do in there, you can pretty much do outside there too. It's just when's how long is the wait? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just how do you have to alter your plan set? To work around the guy who won't get off that machine. Yeah, and I mean, I'm, oh, a little, yeah. I'm a little stubborn when it's like when it's deadlift day. I'm not gonna do anything else if there's no like, it's time to deadlift. That's that's how the schedule rolls down. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I can't I can't re bring back squat day or skip ahead to bench day. I just got a deadlift. Yep, it's yep. written on the on it's, the paper. <laughs> Somebody yeah. wrote it down. That's it. Yeah, the, the Bible. Yeah, pretty much the yeah. lifting Bible. That's it. We I really right away, man. I just wrote ourselves a book and like. I think that's important, probably with any kind of exercise. It keep I don't know, it keeps you keep in check. Log. There's something to like hold you accountable. Yeah. for the work you do, right? Yeah. When yeah. when did you uh, like what? Was there a time when it went from just like trying to just look good, like just that outer mentality of like trying to look good to like actually like you striving for a goal in your own self? Like, was there a time when it switched over from how you cared about what people thought to how you wanted to look? Yeah. Uh, like right around 2010, I had back surgery. And so after all that. Did you did, like it hurt something or? Wreck, correct. Uh, I blew out a couple discs on a on a side job. Oh, gotcha. It cost me like all in all six months worth of time. Yeah. And so mm. when I was coming back, I started thinking more about like training for long term health, and started like, all right, well, you know, so I hurt my back. How do I not do that again? And I started thinking about the muscles that were around my around my spine and the muscles that made up my whole back and i was like i bet if i make those stronger then my you know your spine will be stabler yeah all that right yeah and then so that was like probably the first time i started thinking about it more in terms like in terms of long-term health or like actually with a purpose rather than this is going to get me laid yeah right because it it never did like (laughs) (laughs) right right yeah and then that was the thing is for <laughs> I, sometimes the best benefits come from trying to get laid yeah you know what i mean well i i watched a lot of my friends spend <laughs> a lot of time in the gym and never get laid all i had to do was learn to be shitty at a bass guitar <laughs> and guess what that got me right so i was like spend time at the gym in my 20s now i'm gonna party drink a lot of beer smoke a lot of fucking cigarettes and <laughs> play you know, some tunes and play tunes for yeah. drunk people in a small town bar <laughs> but no that's cool man <clears throat> and so yeah what 2010 now you you're getting out of hurting your back and yeah and then um i mean i guess it's not the, my favorite thing to admit but i get found uh checked out crossfit for the first time and they put a, a barbell in my hands and kind of got me into like the the olympic lifting the clean and jerk and the snatch the, that movements i had never done before and i was like right this is 
the like powerlifting, all that. Yeah, mentality. this is fun yeah. too. And then I started learning how to how to squat properly and how to how to deadlift properly. And then the CrossFit thing sort of wore out for me, uh, and I got more interested in like in the powerlifting st- side of it, and then um, more interested so, in like the training and the methodology of building a program and how you uh, how you get bigger, stronger without breaking down falling apart and dealing right. with injury. okay yeah so it grew from like a very small like i just want to look good naked and get laid a lot to i want to be healthy for the long term and i want to maximize my time in the gym i want to work out more efficiently i want like that's, i have a i have a plan of attack for how i'm gonna achieve awesome. this that's that's awesome that's exactly yeah. what we're oh, i don't know that's what we're trying to do really like it you know, I I listen to I spend a lot of time listening to people talk about health in in a in a mental sense, in a in a physical sense, and for so long I I just listen to people say that you know, oh like putting your mind to something hard to overcome physically is the easiest way to like push yourself mentally, like. To progress with a, 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 I don't know, to progress with anything. And in the last eight months, nine, nine months that me and him have been doing any like real gym work, like I heard this, I heard this statement said, I can't remember who said it, that most people quit at 40%. Yeah. Right? Most people quit at 40%. Like, They'll think 40% of their actual potential is the hardest it can be. And they'll fucking stop there. And like, I thought about that and I'm getting ready to turn 30 and I'm fucking smoking (laughs) cigarettes and like, holy shit, I'm getting ready to turn 30. You switched like night and day. I distinctly remember it too. And like, I don't know, man, it's been a, it's been a thing. And like, I, I'm just at, I, I just think, you know, past all that change and to where we're at now and like with me with my foot, like I had to take weeks off that I didn't want to take off and it kind of made me sit here and go, oh man, what, like I have to come back, but I want to come back better. Almost, yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe it was the same with, with more you. purpose kind of thing. Yeah. And, and not waste so much potential energy. Did the... The mental part of it is is the biggest part. Like, it's hard. Just in conversations I've had with people who don't who don't lift, have any interest in lifting. You know, usually they'll ask like, "Why do you want to lift something heavy?" And I don't know to see what I can lift. But like, there definitely is a moment when you have whatever weight you have on your back, and your mm-hmm. brain is like, "Do it." And then it's also like, well, "I don't know if I can." So like yeah, to have the bit. like That's, the I, the yes. bravery to to try. Who cares it, if you dump it? Like that doesn't matter. But like no. just to have that inner strength to like I'm gonna try it. We'll see what the fuck happens. I either do or I don't. But if yeah. I don't try, you yeah. never know, right? Right. So it's it's a good place to learn about yourself. See what you're made of. How much you're willing to to push. If you want to see what sixty percent right. or a hundred percent of your potential feels like. That's it. Yeah. And, and, and the thing about it that I, I really started realizing is like, you get, like, you get to recognize more about your, like, the, how your body can feel. And like, 
when you, when you really start working out and you finding out where weak spots in your range of motion are. Yeah. Like you, like you, you watch, you know, I watch, dude, I watch so many videos. I, I watch, I just like found like guys that are idols that like, you, you know, Mm -hmm. you just check out and you follow and watch their workout routines and all these things. And like, you try and do that same range of motion and you go, oh man, I haven't been ever holding my shoulders in the right position my entire life. I've been holding my shoulders in the wrong position or I've been doing this thing like to oh, you start getting such a, a like real awareness self yeah that's it's really exactly self awareness that's entirely where i'm at now it's like holy shit man like i've always been kind of naturally athletic but uh i've taken advantage of it so fucking much like god damn i need that mirror you know what i mean like that i mean it's not really a vanity it's really more or less like damn it i'm like not probably doing this right <laughs> or man it might not it might not feel good right now, but if I, you know, train myself to do it better, I'll uh, eventually work through it yeah. too. There's all sorts of like a, a, the cool thing about weightlifting too is like a lot of the cues that you get go for like every movement you do. So like hip position, shoulder position, neutral spine, like rooting, all that stuff. It it overlaps. It doesn't like yeah. Oh, you need that for this exercise, but not not for the no. You need like yeah. Okay. It's, it's all universal. Yeah. So like you're shoulder position is a big one like just never having sloppy shoulders you know keep them back in a good good working position and and like the biggest thing for me that like i realized in this that forever like i never was taught like to engage my lats in any shoulder movements that i ever did ever for everything to to begin with like from time and like as soon as i started realizing that i have no lats at all it at all then i was like oh shit like this probably would have helped with basketball yeah this probably would have helped with like all of these things why oh shit i never weightlifted in high school well we've worked out together for a while now and like i can tell that like certain muscle groups of yours are like obviously more developed and like where i naturally would use in my lats like and like we it's funny because like we do a lot of the same working out same weight sometimes you know yeah so Uh, it is interesting you still get it done. We just do it differently sometimes. Seems like I don't like, know. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's weird. It's, it's interesting, man. Like it. I appreciate. Like I don't know. Even before we started talking, you know, ha- like we could tell that when you're in the gym, you're motivated. Like we, it, there's a work, a leather, a, a level of concentration and work ethic that not a lot of people in there have. A lot of them are going through the motions. And they're at any stage of development muscularly, muscularly, like some of them are big, some of them aren't like, and they're still going through the motions. Yeah. And then there's some people who like are working. They're, yeah. And the people, there's people in there who definitely work and they stand out from the general population. I mean, they're, they just look different. Their bodies are different because they yeah. work with a purpose. Right. But they, their movements look entirely different. Even the way they just walk through the gym, like they, they go get a drink of water with a purpose. They're not just like dead-eyed zombies at the grocery store. They're actually yeah. intentionally doing things. And yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm usually there for a couple hours a night, and that's time when I could be on my couch playing with my dog, 
right. relaxing, not straining <laughs> myself after lifting. So like the time that I'm there is is important. It's valuable. I got to utilize it so I can yeah get the most out of it. So I can go home and do those things that I'm not doing right now. And so right, so, so, right. You, so you said you really started hitting hard in 2010. Um, what? Uh, like are you now like are you the big like not just the biggest you but are you are you feel like you're the best you've been so far or like are you um, are you still work like are you still working towards something that you want to achieve now um, yeah like, yeah um yeah what I'm do you, always what, i'm always moving like to move more weight is always a goal but to get my movements as as perfect as possible is almost becoming a more important goal than chasing numbers and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. um i i also coach on yeah, the weekends and, and i want i want to get to that too yeah <clears throat> and so like uh, i have an athlete competing tomorrow at a powerlifting competition and so i've been doing all her programming and stuff and so like learning how to actually build a program with like deload weeks and like a a, a true strength building block and then like a yeah. hypertrophy block that's mm-hmm almost becoming more interesting to me than my my own lifting is just the the programming oh, yeah. and learning so do you do you train just for people powerlifting do you do you train people who want to uh, compete in like like aesthetic competitions do you like could you do you, what do you i mean what do you train for like i right now i coach um powerlifting and weightlifting occasionally yeah um I would love to work with more competitive athletes, somebody who really wants to just like focus on it. But, um, Mm. bodybuilding is something that's also really fascinating to me. The discipline that it takes to just have such a regimented routine. Well, that's what I was going to ask. Cause like, what do you, you know, like, like what's your goal and you there every day? Cause you're putting in like work, man. And you know, like what, what's your goal? Cause Uh, I wonder, cause like for me, it's to get as big as I fucking can. <laughs> At this point right now, like honestly, I'm I'm you know trying to refine my workouts, figure out like what works, and you know. Yeah, I, I, I guess to to some degree, I'm still chasing numbers. I'm still very interested in as in, how much you can lift. Uh, yeah, to yeah. increasing my total and getting that up there. But like the the bodybuilding part has also been fun, seeing how I can um, manipulate my volume and intensity and target different areas and see what sort of change i can force in them and what what changing a couple you know like an exercise i used to go heavy on well what if i go light and just go for volume and then that that one that i used to do just for for light what if i increase the weight and just see i I don't know i'm kind of my own right science experiment right now that's awesome yeah that's really cool that's how i feel too but obviously i don't know I, I I just feel so novice still. Like, yeah, so we both feel that of way. Course. Like you yeah. know, yeah. So do I. Yeah. Like there's so much, there's so much knowledge in the world. Mm-hmm. Like um, Louis Simmons from West Side Barbell. He's like the, <sighs> the fuck the, yeah, dude. The powerlifting godfather. <laughs> no biceps. That, that dude. <laughs> that dude has like forgotten more information than I will ever ever yeah. know and everything he says is just like he invented the reverse oh hyper God. he invented yeah. all these great machines every time i read something from him there's like a, this big epiphany that goes off and it's like well, like well of course you know like yeah so there's there's just some people that um wow. they've amassed so much 
knowledge on their own that Dorian Yates is another one yeah. that I like I look up to a lot. He he has so much functional knowledge of just like the regimen and like the mental attitude that it takes yeah. to get and plus Dorian Yates is back like if you have, like have you ever seen his back, Jason? No, dude. No, check this Are we out. Okay. This, out? Are we pulling this is crazy. If anybody out there listening right now, check this out. Susanna Hoff still looks good. She does. Killing it. <laughs> Dorian Yates back, man. This guy, 95, 96, 97, you know, Mr. Olympic. Look at that back, dude. Oh, my Fucking amazing. Shit. Look at those lats. And this one, and then this one. Look at that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like... Look at how tiny his waist is, though. Like, those yeah. proportions are... It's like yeah, a 30-inch thir- thir- like waist. He said 32 was his smallest waist he had at that time was a 32-inch waist. And, like, you know, that's maybe him at a 36 because he started getting a little bigger later in his career. But this dude was just... I mean, and that was, you know, that was the middle of the 90s. That's like arguably the best time in professional bodybuilding there ever was. Yeah. You know, it was the peak of the guys coming in out of the 80s, 70s. Arnold started it, but everybody since then has gotten. I almost want to look at a a before photo, like the first, you know, before any of them ever (laughs) started. Oh, like during early? I don't know if there is those things. Right, before he got. But that was the thing is Ronnie Coleman's the other guy from that time. look at that one. They got Ronnie Coleman and Arnold side by side with their measurements. Right. Which, where where is it? Farther to your right. That one right there. Yeah, because Ronnie Coleman was a guy who beat out uh, Dorian Yates, was his like predecessor. Yeah. Yeah, they've both got eight Mr. Olympias now. Yep. And yeah, just and look at like, I mean. As so shoulder development wow, and chest development in Arnold is so crazy superior to there. Like, look how much more chest Arnold has. Everybody, if you can do oh, Arnold yeah. versus Ronnie Coleman comparison. Go to the, the but one look, up, up top on the, right yeah, there? that one. It's actually got the dimensions or the measurements. But just look at the difference in. Like, oh my God. Look at the legs. quads. 28 and a half for oh, Arnold. Yeah. And then three feet for Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, what, 30 years apart, something like right. that? Right. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so, you know, obviously bodybuilding went way more leg training. But they, but the thing is, is you lose that waist. Yeah. You, you cannot have that waist and train legs that hard. 260 or 330. Like, right. that's a huge individual. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Well, that's, yeah, his thing is, they're 300 pounds. He was 200, like, that yeah, is... Yeah, that guy would But his chest, shit his up. chest, yeah. 50, you know, I mean, it's, his is just a little wider, but the, the muscle development up here is remarkable compared to Ronnie Coleman's shoulders. Dude, I still think Arnold has it, because... Oh, Arnold 100% has it. Like, the sport is, like, it's bodybuilding right you're supposed yeah. to get big and muscular but like you're be aesthetically pleasing as well I, right dude i'm i'm yeah. 510 could you imagine what i would look like at 330 what do you weigh right now oh I'm yeah like 175 okay yeah no i couldn't oh, yeah. imagine you at twice your weight that's ronnie coleman yeah and ronnie coleman's like six foot tall five five eleven yeah he's got an inch on me yeah like, right it's just at some point it's like it's too much it's too yeah. damn big but you know i mean there's like arnold looks 
good. Yeah. Like, no, Ar- oh, yeah. Arnold, right, I mean, right. the, here. Yeah, he does. Look it. Look it. Because, I mean, I know, Ar- they, I know they both had the same pharmacist or whatever, but like, oh, Arnold steroid. looks like a big yeah natural individual you yeah that i mean that's just i don't know it's it's almost like it doesn't complete and like this one it's you know coleman has these crazy lats and crazy legs but the shoulders and arms like arnold's are better look at all the striation in arnold's legs though like yeah Oh yeah, no. Coleman's legs—they're huge, but they're just, oh, yeah. they're well, just big. But if you want to check out crazy like, legs, here's the yeah. here's the one: is Dorian Yates's legs. Dorian Yates's legs are the ones that are fucking crazy. Where look at this. This you know, just is three guys fucking, just checking out legs in a room. Oh, listen, <laughs> just listen. three guys. Body, we're we're looking at bodybuilding. This of is course, okay. Look course. at that. Yeah, that's insane. That is insane. Yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah. Man. I don't know. Guys like this, man, that's that's a level of like just hard work that you just don't understand. Wow. That's a that's a life with a single purpose. There's one thing going on, and that is it. That's all that yeah. he's got. Yeah. Not that that's a bad thing. He's oh, no. he was clearly very good at it. But like, there's no. No. There, yeah. There's nothing else. You eat, breathe, and sleep. That. Yeah. There's no time, room, or resources well, and, for anything else. And that's the thing is, you know, he's eating six meals a day. He's Huge eating meals. He's eating like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know, craziness. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you do for for? Uh, like your meal plan what 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 like do you, are you uh do you eat carbs are you a carb based guy <laughs> are you a fat based guy there's so much going around in the weightlifting anything uh, having to do with muscle performance like i try to i mean you need you need carbs you need fat you need your protein but you need to those things have to be timed you know like, and where do you get them from yeah right and so what we try to do is get quality foods that are you know not not processed. You no, know, you can yeah, call yeah. them. No, they're not necessarily health foods, but they're clean foods. You know, right, like, you go. or good meat, good produce, yeah. things like yeah. that. Nothing from, nothing really from the center aisles. No, no, yeah, yeah, yeah no, go. we don't either. Do yeah. that. So, do you, do you do you do you do bread? Do you do pasta? Do you do um, things like that? I do mean, you... like I'll I'll eat anything. Like if we go out yeah. to if we go out to dinner, it's all on the table. But we don't go out very often. No, uh, of um, course not. Hardly, hardly really at all. Yeah. And we do, like, we'll do probably two days a week of, like, dedicated meal prep where we cook up a bunch of meat and then just have, like... Tupperware's ready. Yeah, either Tupperware's ready or something that's, like, scoop of that, scoop of that, microwave, good to go. So... Yep. Uh, uh, yeah, it's usually produce and vegetables. There's not a lot of... Yeah. Not a lot of crap. Do you pretty high-protein diet? Try to be, yeah. Try to... And, and and like and so that's like do you where do you get your protein from? I mean, is do you do all meat? Do you do you red meat, chicken, fish? If, if it moves, it's okay. Well, you, not. You, <laughs> I mean, I guess if it moves on four legs, it's a, there it's a you go. That's, that's that's good yeah. correction there. Except, except for those four-legged chickens. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No. Anything on the barnyard, I guess. Okay. Cool. Right. You go for it. Yeah. Right on. And just you know, I because that's always like 
you know, people say, you know, try to do some things, eat leaner meat, be, red meat, you know, could be, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll cut the fat off my steak and I'll render my roast or my, my ground beef and turkey and stuff like that. But yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, you need variety. I'll eat fish, but I'll eat, I'll eat a porterhouse. I'll, what? Yeah. Is it? Is it going to keep me alive? Good. I'll eat that. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. And then, I mean, do you have, like, I don't know. Do you count? Do, do you worry about macros? Do you do you worry about like nutrition uh, big, or do you just kind of just focus on? I. I mean, like, do you like more? Like, do you worry about how many calories you get a day? Um, do you? It kind of depends what what's going on. Like over the summer, like every other meathead, I was doing a a cut. So. When I was doing that, I was counting my macros and trying to keep a cap on my calories and stuff like that. But um, right now, I'm kind of in uh, not doing a cut, not doing a yeah. cut or anything like that. So it's just mm. if I'm hungry, I'm going to eat. But I just try to make smart choices. You know, I'm not going to gotcha. have. Uh, right. So you, you don't you don't you don't actually have like three times a day, four times a day. You just kind of when you're hungry. Is that um, what you stick to? I have bre- I definitely have breakfast every day, and then. We get uh, break and lunch at work, so yeah. I'll I'll eat a meal, two meals. So that's three. Yeah. When I get home, I have a snack, usually like some chicken, cottage cheese, something like that. So I guess that'd be four, and then we have dinner. That'd be five. Yeah, gotcha. And then protein shake before the gym, and then one after the gym, one at work. Protein in my oatmeal. Yeah, I mean, I, I eat a lot. I I put down. Some yeah, food. no, that's good. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. so that so that's my question is is do you what so on protein in particular how much do you try to focus on getting in a day so uh, do you do like you know weight however much you weigh is grams per day do you do time one and a half time that do you do um i mean a, is it a, a, a gram of protein per a, pound per, of body weight right i think that's like the minimum like, right that's like that's like for a yeah, person i think yeah so because i'm doing like a time a, a time and a half is is my what I try to get in a day so because I, I I weigh like two ten, and so I'm trying to get like two hundred ninety grams of protein yeah. a day is about where I'm aiming to get. That's what I'm aiming for too, somewhere in there. Yeah. And then you know, not that I've counted, but when I was like two seventy, two sixty was somewhere in there was usually where I was falling on the regular. Right. And uh, which I mean. Uh, think that's still that's still plenty it's a lot yeah no um do you and see like i do it all from food i i don't i don't actually take a protein supplements because i've been well the thing is is i have to i guess i it's because i work at 6 30 in the morning which is kind of an excuse but i guess but if i was to wake up earlier i could maybe but i think i kind of get forced into it i just haven't been doing car i i've been on like well, even before I started, I went no carb and I went on like a, a kind of like paleo kind of slash keto diet pretty hard um, on just like a high protein, high fast fat based diet yeah. basically. Um, but now I'm like that's so that, that was the reason I wasn't taking any like protein supplements because it's a lot of carbs. Well, uh, not a lot, but. But I mean, you, you need carbs. You need carbs for energy. I. 
you just kind of have to time them. Like you don't want to eat mm. a bunch of bread before you go to bed. But what are you talking? Yeah. Like, are you talking like a thousand carbs a day? Are you talking like a hundred fifty carbs a day? I mean, you know, that, that you know, on, if you're on a big carb based diet and you're having rice twice a day with every meal, you're eating like six, seven, eight hundred carbs a day. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't I'm, know. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a nutritionist. Oh, I, I, I just, usually, I, just, I was shooting for. 60% protein, 20% carbs, and 20% fat. Okay. And then I would actually, I would eat my carbs in the morning, like a big bowl of oatmeal with banana gotcha. and stuff like that, and then kind of okay let my carbs trickle out through the day, like maybe after after lunch, no more no okay. more carbs. Okay. So so you weren't you weren't doing like big carb loading. That kind of like, makes sense. Or no, you I, haven't like no, but I'll eat. I mean, I eat potatoes and and white okay. white rice and Definitely. gotcha things gotcha. like that. So I mean, you can still get smart carbohydrates. So you can get s- smart fats. Like I want the yeah. carbs that my body's gonna use quicker than later. So I'd rather have a cup of white rice than a cup of pasta. Of you course, know, something okay. that's easier no, to that break makes down. Sense. And, yeah, that makes sense. And burn off. That makes sense. <clears throat> so, have you ever tried like intermittent fasting or things like that? Uh, <laughs> not. Not intentionally. Yeah. Um, I hate being hungry. I God, I see what dude. the benefits are. People are looking fantastic. That's what I'm wondering. Doing like, like fasted yeah. cardio. But yeah, I hate being hungry. And I hate and I hate going to the gym feeling like hungry and, and weak, like I'm physically needing something. Mm. So it, I don't know. I've I've gone to the gym feeling less than my best because I didn't eat and that's usually by accident or poor planning. Gotcha. And I just okay. I don't like that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. It leaves you fucking miserable. You just yeah. read so much shit out there and like, you know, everybody says try this thing, but to try them you have to take eight or ten, twelve weeks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Try this thing and like, do I want to devote all this time to this new thing and eating this new diet this way or like I don't know. It's just so weird. Yeah. The right. Inter- the internet's full of voices and advice and this is the only lat exercise you'll ever need or the only <laughs> right seen them all yeah yeah and it's just i mean you sort through it you figure out like okay i'll try this well it didn't work all right screw that i'll try this hey it worked we're gonna hang on to this back you know put it in your back pocket and uh-huh. you just sort of sift through stuff and then you get you know you go to the gym you do your training you get experiences you learn on your own and i don't know like i i just had this realization couple weeks back that like all the programming that i've been doing Mm. was like from handed down from like professional power lifters yeah and i was kind of like getting down on myself because i wasn't keeping up with it like just physically couldn't keep up with it or like i wasn't getting the same result where they were saying you should be at that time yeah and then i was like well you know i'm older i've worked a physical job for the last Mm. 12 11 years whatever it was yeah I I just I don't get to be gym guy all the time, so it's time to take yeah. it a little easier on myself. Stop being so hard, and like I tried doing my own programming based on what I knew, and not that I'm a master programmer or uh, anything uh. like that, but like it started working for me, and I started figuring stuff out. And other people asked me about programming, and I came up with something for them, and they started having success. Uh, really, so right. So where do you do you like doing uh like you know uh, supersets? Do you, I mean I mean yeah. when, when you're doing lifts and stuff, do you want yeah. do you do you think just like 
I mean, I mean, try and superset and try setting workouts, or do you think more just individual workouts are better? I mean, I mean, overall for powerlifting, you know, maybe getting, I mean, all of it. Like, um, when I'm like training my my lifts, you know, uh, squat, bench, deadlift, like that's when I'm focused on those things at that moment, and yeah. then when I finish those and start getting into my accessory work, I start getting to have a little fun playing with. I'll superset like a put a push and a pull together like i love like pec deck with like the reverse flies and like sure. I, that one too is is awesome and i love hitting that on chest day or or bench day and and uh deadlift day it's just it's something that always feels good it's always fun mm-hmm. if i start like losing motivation in the gym i'll, I'll hit that and suddenly i feel refreshed so yeah <laughs> I, yeah there's there's serious about like my my main lifts and then my accessory stuff, you know, still, still serious about, but that's where I can play a little bit, have some fun, change it up. Cool. What what type of rotation do you like? Do you do like a three day, five day rotation? Do you reset every week? Do you, um, I do, I get in usually four, four or five days a week of, of training. Usually like targeting, like, do you do like try to hit every muscle group twice in that five days you try and like stick a rotation like that i do yeah i do a squat day which is pretty much legs and yeah, legs and yeah, abs yeah yeah and then i'll like do a bench day which is you know chest arms and abs and then a deadlift day which is a lot of back everything and a lot of legs so yeah. there's like uh-huh. legs overlapping and then um I also like to do just a push-pull day, like alternating movements. So it might not be bench, it might not be deadlift, but there's going to be like, you know, maybe some more dumbbell work or just something to alternate and then a fifth day hmm. for fun. Like whatever I want to do, if it's cleans or if I want, just want to come in. and That's neat, actually. Just, just have a day, a, a day of, you know, playtime in a sense. Yeah. If I just yeah. want to leave feeling huge, I'll just do like 100 curls or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome shit sometimes I love we're, those we're running home man that's, i think that's when we we're like god we're feeling good because it's like all the hit. blood just starts going and you're like oh shit our fifth day is always just shit. a blaster day and for arms and so the last day every day at the end of the week was just a big arm blast day and then you go and you leave and you're running and you're just like getting more blood pumping you're like <laughs> oh man <laughs> like my arms feel weird. I feel like I feel a different. fucking balloon man. <laughs> yeah. I used to train with a weird. guy and Fridays was always, we just called it Get Big Friday. Like we would do Get Big Friday. whatever movements we could go with like the heaviest and stupidest on. And it was just, it was just for fun. It wasn't for anything else. Yeah. And it was like the awesome way to get into your weekend. with Just a fun, mm. ridiculous, totally broed out oh, right. workout. Heck yep. yeah, man. Yeah. Most definitely. That's awesome. That's cool, man. Well, uh, what what really quick before we get into this last song, like what is, I guess kind of what is the motivation? Like what are you trying? Are are you just going like overall like longevity of being able to stay in the gym? Are you like, do you ever want to like compete in anything someday? Are you like trying to set a you know? Do you have a number that is in your head that you're like, man, if I could bench this much, if I could squat this much, I would love it. Like, um, yeah, I've got. I mean, there's there's numbers in my head. Like I would ultimately love to, you know, deadlift 500 pounds, and hopefully I'll get there. And like, if things go right, I should be stronger in my 40s than I was in my 30s. That's it, man. So progression right is, is a goal. Right but Long term health. That's it. Like yeah. these, the 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 power lifts are 
at least squat and deadlift are the most functional lifts you'll ever need for your whole life. Like you're always going to need to get on and off a toilet and you're always going to need to pick something up. So just, I don't know, hopefully with these lifts, this lifestyle, I'll be able to maintain my health and keep Uh my, my independence as a senior citizen and just Uh be healthy. Like, that was my other thing. Do you fuck with, awesome. like, do you do yoga? Do you fuck with, like, stretching? Like, any big stretching routines? What do you, fe- what do you think about, like, fucking... big warm-ups, cool-downs, all that? Like, um, yeah, I, I got to go to some really good, like, movement seminars and stuff like that that were really cool from a uh, clinical athlete. And then um, wow. down at Chris Duffin's gym down in, in Clackamas did his KMS movement and uh, – like it's it's awesome it's a science all onto itself and to do it to any benefit takes just dedicating time and like, yeah man and I, i'm like having to give up lifting to get better at that i did fucking gymnastics for a couple of years man and i always got made fun of because everyone made fun of me all the just all the time because i i wasn't like flexible at all i could touch my toes with like any other sort of flexibility range motion wise Dude, you look at look Sucks. at it. Yeah, you make fun of those people when you're <laughs> you make fun of those kids when you're a kid. But then when the Olympics come on and you see what a male gymnast looks like, shit, why didn't I do that? Why? Yeah, Andy's flipping on rings and doing all this other cool shit. He's big and buff, and he can do superhero stuff. But that's the thing. Do you, do you like? Do you worry about flexibility? Do you focus on that stuff too? Do you <clears throat> not not as diligently as I should. Yeah. And it sucks because it's something it. that I'm aware of. It, well, is mm-hmm. and and is there like a super he, real is like a super benefit to it like in the end game? Yeah, I mean the more <laughs> the more uh, pliable or supple your muscles are, the more control you can have over them. The more muscle control you have, the more weight you can lift, and yeah. the bigger, stronger you can get. If you're all bound up and changing movements and not doing them right, you not getting the full benefit you're getting slower stronger slower and right yeah maybe fighting through injuries and having a tougher time yeah but yeah, yeah those people who do the mobility work and like their props yeah yeah I, i've been looking at fucking yoga man like man that i there there are some some just grandmas that you watch do some movements and you're like yeah. i cannot do that yeah and <laughs> God bless the grandma in our gym. Dude, oh, that kickbox kick grandma. Yeah, I call dude. her kickass grandma, dude. We had a whole we had a whole bazooka her. about the motivation behind kickboxing grandma in dude, our. She's fucking, awesome. Oh she man, she brings a smile to my face yeah. every time I freaking see her, and she's got like, I don't know, always ways, always happy. She definitely, I don't know, she's I, warmed up to us after a little while too. She, every time <laughs> I see her in there, she's like actually working like oh my god she's, she's out working people that are oh, in their 20 like a more honest effort is coming out of that little uh, old lady when oh, you said when man. you said have a walk to the water fountain with purpose she's one of the people that first pops <laughs> in my mind that like she'll be downstairs just fucking kicking away and just she, right upstairs keep her yeah. heart rate up grab that drink of water yeah. right back downstairs other side yeah. like she's oh not, yeah she's not checking facebook she's not sending tweets not at all man. i love oh. that dude i Man, when I see someone sitting there with a phone too, and I like, don't know. That ain't phone. bad. Music is good too. Yeah. Like that. If, helps if you're me skipping a shitty wise. song, if you're skipping a if you're skipping a shitty song, you should be looking at your more phone. power to you. Yeah. <laughs> more power to you. Skip the shitty song. Yeah, I hate when I'm waiting for like a machine and someone's just sitting on there like scrolling through Facebook. 
you should be able to just like you're done. I yeah, I don't crumble you're, it. You're done. <laughs> there should be like a bell you can ring that just like <laughs> poser alert. Yeah, ejector button. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a just... big magnet just sucks the fucking. Nah, that's who knows. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> no man, it, it is. It's it, you know the focus. The you know like you there's definitely a difference in in how much you know your output can be even if if you've had a shitty day and then you walk in there just like trying like you bring the shitty day into the gym with you yeah even if you're like i'm gonna do as much as i can you just don't you just can't end up doing it like it it's you almost have to like do a pre-meditation before the gym like clear your mind of the day get in that mindset Mm -hmm. to just put your body through something that it probably doesn't want to do right now. Yeah. In the long run, it's going to help you out. Really. I don't know. You come to realize this, I think like, I don't know. It always is so painful until you realize like, Oh, I'm actually enjoying this. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I took a couple weeks off too, you know, when you hurt your toe and (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's much better when you go. (laughs) Yeah. For sure, just for the release and the overall. Yeah, know. even I don't know, even when you don't want to go, and sometimes you just end up like on autopilot. Mm. Like your brain already knows it doesn't want to go to the gym, but like you're used to that routine. And mm. Whatever whatever time you usually start getting ready at, like you just find yourself getting up, throwing your shoes in your bag and whatever else you take with you. And oh, I guess I'm going. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's see what happens. Right. I hate going out into public when I'm like not feeling a hundred percent and I like, well, I went to work the last couple of days, but I don't skip that. But, uh, I, I went to the gym and I feel like it was almost easier going because I was sick or not sick, but just not a hundred percent feeling under the weather because I knew that if I went there, I would be able to get out of it because I hadn't gone for a little while too. So it was kind of like, you know, I don't know. It was good motivation for me. I feel like kicks me, kicked me in my ass in the right way. Yeah get gets you motivated it's a little <laughs> reality check like oh right. yeah there's still hard stuff to do uh-huh oh, yeah. uh the goals have not been met by any means our, our lives with with technology and re- and like just the way cities are laid out the way how little we have to struggle to get anything we don't even have to leave your house even if you want no, you to get you food order coming. everything right yeah. at your fucking fingertips like t- to go and like put on a different pair of shoes than you wear for your daily life. Yeah. Like you have your daily life clothes and then you have this just different outfit, almost like you said, superhero outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and you feel like you just change your person. That's rad. But, you know, there's gym me and there's house me, there's yeah. work me, there's. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it's kind of funny. Like I, I wear the same shit to work every day mm-hmm. and then I have like the same combination of gym clothes and then like getting dressed to come over here where i can pick and choose what i'm gonna wear i'm like oh man (laughs) reality reality, (laughs) yeah what oh man pants should i pants yeah i'll start with pants (laughs) that's really great like suddenly dressing yourself for something other than those things becomes a challenge and i I find like you know the little bit of social interaction you get from the gym this like seeing other people that are there working too like even if they're going through the motions, they're still like, they're there. Yeah. You know, they, they have to leave their house to go. Mm-hmm. And like, it all, like, I almost feel less of a need to like go out into public and see people because like between work and then going to the gym, you're like, 
that's kind of almost a social life, but that's, it's a healthy social life. Yeah. You yeah. see the right people. You're surrounded by... Kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even the people that are... They might be a little bit engaged in their phone and stuff. It's like a little... You know, it distracts Most likely, you a little no bit. one's drunk and swinging <laughs> at you. <laughs> right? No <laughs> shit. Like, maybe oh, my every, God. Every once in a while, there'll be some weird motherfuckers in there, but every, uh, no one's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> there might be some grunters or some singers. That that's the that two. Is, that oh, the grunters oh, and the singers. Oh yeah, I wanna I wanna get into that right after this song. <laughs> Let's hit that. So, anyways, from uh, yeah, Van Halen's first album, Van Halen, nineteen seventy eight. They're awesome. They're still kicking it now, even though they have uh, the bass player, whoever what I can't remember what his name was. Um, uh, oh, Wolfgang Van Halen. Yeah. Anyways, the 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 nephew of Eddie Van Halen and Alex Van Halen is now the new bass player. So they're all three of them. David Lee Roth's back. Old man, stinging him with him again. Perfect. Yep. Anyways, everybody enjoy this last song. This is a B-side one. Atomic Punk. It's like a cry, dude. And you can tell the writing, too. They're just a little bit like... I don't know. It almost sounds like they're like trying to write a little story. I think so. Have like a little Iron Maiden story going on. Uh, it, 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 it's it kind of disjointed, and it makes you feel like... I don't know. It keeps you listening. But That's I did. Cool. I heard that, like talking about the dead a little bit, talking about weird stuff. It did feel very Iron Maiden. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Even the bass sounds. It's that like triplet almost yeah. feels. Steve Harris, fucking Maiden. Wow. <laughs> yeah.
was amazing. Holy shit. I can't say I've ever heard that song. That was epic. <laughs> Didn't expect it. Definitely. Once upon a time, a prince asked a beautiful princess, will you marry me? The princess said no. And the prince lived happily ever after. And he rode motorcycles and fucked skinny, big-titted broads and hunted and fished whenever the fuck he wanted and went to naked bars and dated women half his age and drank whiskey, beer, and Captain Morgan and snorted cocaine off strippers' asses and never heard bitching and never paid child support or alimony and ate pussies and ass-fucked cheerleaders and kept his house and guns and never got cheated on while he was at work and all his friends and family thought he was fucking cool as hell and he had tons of money in the bank and he left the toilet seat up. The end. <laughs> we, we throw that out to the, the working man out there. The guy that's still single and killing it. <laughs> that's our that's our homage we pay. It's a good one, <laughs> right? Oh, that's fucking the awesome. man. The man that sent that to me in an email. He's like, "Hey, dude, I haven't talked to you for in forever. I found your email, and then he sent me that. You know, he's yeah. God, he's got to be. Sounds creepy when you tell the story. Oh man, <laughs> right, right." He's like, this shit's hilarious. That's fucking funny. Right. Anyways. Yeah, man. No, that's that's cool. I'm <laughs> I'm glad to uh this has been fucking fun. Yeah, We've, thanks for having me yeah. over. Dude, we're cruising on. Yeah. Been having this thing now, an hour and a half long. Fucking amazing conversation. Holy shit. Kind of flipped by, huh? Yeah. Definitely on it like does. A, it cruise on, by. on a different clock right now. So there's a there's a a little game we play, a couple games we play at the end of our, our Fuck podcast. Yes. This is gonna it's, be rad. it's game time. First of all, we get silly. We do. Um, <laughs> so, if one, there's a food that you you will never eat, like one food that you just hate. I will never eat this gross. food. And then one food that you've never eaten that you've always just wanted to. Huh. Random. Yeah, random question as fuck. of the day. <laughs> That's a thinker. Uh, something I'd never eat. Is there a, gr- a food that you've had that you just find gross as fuck, or do you eat anything? <laughs> uh, you know, I don't eat anything. I've I've never uh, eaten a testicle of anything. Right. I never think, went there either. I think I'm going to keep that streak alive. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's a right. good fucking choice. Never going to eat a buffalo no. testicle or... Or any any testicle, any testicle off of anything, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I, I steer clear. Okay, um, I like it. I don't know, maybe like anything that just like a giraffe, a fucking alligator, uh, yeah, like is something weird like that. I've had an alligator. Alligators, yeah. What about but, snake? That's cool. Yeah, but I, I I don't know anything that's endangered. Anything like I would feel guilty about? <laughs> okay, there you go. You'd like to try it, just like oh, yeah. I, I don't want like I don't want to eat a condor or a. Okay, gotcha. That's that's a little extreme. I wouldn't eat a yeah. gorilla. Okay, what about a penguin? Would you eat some penguin? Hey. How the hell would you serve a penguin? 
I bet you could do it raw, like a blubber layer right on top. Have like a like they do muck tuck with whales. Oh, I bet you could also it's get, like a jerky thing. I like bet you, you could also because they only have two little flippers and they just do this a lot. So I bet there's some killer muscle, some trap, trap. You know, you could find some trap, maybe some back strap, <laughs> some some penguin back strap. I bet would be pretty delectable. That's like, fucking twisted. Some penguin belly. That's twisted. I, saute I love it. it a little bit with some onions, some jalapenos, yeah. a little bit of fresh herbs. Yeah. Shit, you can do that with anything it would taste good that's true but penguin maybe in in the all right and then one more game mary <laughs> fuck kill you know this game oh is that the game okay. that's the game the last oh, game man. we're playing okay all right for for your choice you have rosie o'donnell oh man you have oprah and roseanne oh roseanne roseanne Oh, no, Roseanne, Oprah, and Rosie O'Donnell. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Isn't that, yeah. Isn't that just a son of a bitch? Oprah's got money. I could probably get some of it, and she probably wouldn't chase me around too much. Just marry her. I'd marry Oprah. Yeah. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell, you gotta go. Yeah, <laughs> You gotta kill her. You gotta go. You gotta get rid of Rosie, and then just Roseanne, you'd fuck her once, and that's... Yeah, once yeah. is probably enough, that's right? That's it. It's, well, it's, it right. only has to be once. That's the thing. But keep Roseanne alive in this world. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't know. The world needs her more than it needs Rosie O'Donnell. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> that's, that's, I, I love the opinion. That's great. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Right. That's why we wanted to go with it, man, because it's weird. <laughs> it's off the wall, and it's the end of the podcast. If anybody's tuned in this long, then they get a little treat, and it's nice. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah, dude. Well- <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you for coming on. Hey, and so for people who, because we have a shitload of Portland listeners, that's like where most of our most of our base is here. And so, where if anybody wants to get into powerlifting or anything, get some classes. Where can, where can they come find you well, at? Um, I coach at a VC CrossFit over in Northwest. It's on uh, 18th and Lovejoy. I coach uh, classes like eight to ten thirty ish. We start at eight on but, what days? Uh, Sundays. Sundays. But uh, yeah, if anyone wants to come down, check out. The gym's open seven days a week, pretty much the whole day. Um, there's always somebody in there. Uh, check out the gym, and I'm, I'm there Sundays 8 to 10. There you go, guys. So for all you fucking Fuck yeah. you freaks out there here in Portland. Uh, Get it. Yeah. And then what, yeah. what do we want to say now to in this thing every time? Do we want to tell about oh, it every time? Oh, God. Yeah. Have we played the new commercial? We did. Can we play it one more time? It's the newest drop thing. Oh, and oh, by the way, we didn't talk about that. At the beginning of this this thing, you heard a stellar. <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast, you heard a stellar Sylvester Stallone commercial. Yeah, um, we didn't even talk about that at all. September t- or October twenty eighth, me and Jason are going to bust out, and we're going to have an episode a hundred percent about Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, one hundred. Every aspect. We're every aspect. Try. Every movie that's great. Every one that sucks. Right. The, we're going to say fact, top five. I mean, of all kinds of different be, things. He has to be the greatest the best years of his life and what he looked like. Yeah, he has to be all the kinds of shit. He has to be the greatest <laughs> '80s slash early '90s uh, action star that's ever lived. Arnold would be second, but Arnold had a baby. Arnold was pregnant in a movie. Sylvester Stone never went there. He trumps Arnold. On him. Yeah, he never fucking Plus he was child. Fucking cryogenically frozen. Which went to the future the and shit. battled Wesley Snipes like, on steroids all over the fucking place. Yeah, no. So we're gonna go into that. That's gonna be we're gonna try and do every month or every other month a new 
great 80s cheesy fucking actor oh, and yeah. uh feature kurt russell is gonna be on there yeah we're gonna eventually. do all these great <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna get there man dude everyone we're gonna kill it oh jean-claude van damme is gonna be a killer oh, episode for his yes. stupid movies god how many cameos did he fucking have too many on random that's shit. why we're gonna anyways. talk about him anyway anyways that's all coming <laughs> but anyway october 28th that's happening um for all you people out there we love you. Keep on listening to this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Rob, thank you, man. Yeah, thank you. Jason, man, thank you much, dude. That was awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Have a good one. Oh, yeah. All you people out there, have an enjoyable time. Drive like you know each other. And remember... Gargle Balls. balls. Yeah, we said it. Sorry. Gargle balls. <laughs>